0: To marriage is simply
1: a podcast. I'm your host Lee Brewer,
0: and I'm your host Emily Brewer, and we are back with season two. And oh my, what a whirlwind it has been between season one and two. I just want to come today and let you guys know that our family survived COVID quarantine. <laughs> Oh, we are we are out of it. Actually, today is the first day after 14 days that our children went back to school. We were in our house for a very long time. Our oldest actually tested positive for COVID, but thankfully we had mild symptoms, but oh, staying in the house.
1: We were bordering on cabin fever for a while.
0: Definitely. Our poor dog. We definitely aggravated him. He's so glad we're back to normal. I feel like he's going to sleep for like the next three days.
1: I don't know. I think he enjoyed all the attention all day.
0: I think so. I think our boys really enjoyed being home and being on a little more free schedule, but we were definitely blessed to have mild symptoms, and we are praying for so many of our friends and family who are still suffering from this virus. But yeah, so we had quarantine. We also took some pretty fun family vacations and a couple's trip, which was great.
1: Oh, that was wonderful.
0: But we are back, and we are refreshed, and we are ready for season two.
1: Yes, we are. Season two is going to be wonderful. Thank you for joining us on this ride as we start the second season of Marriage is Simply, a podcast. And so today, on Marriage is Simply, we ask the question, what really binds you together as a married couple?
0: And today, after you listen to this podcast, head over to MarriageisSimply.com to check out our weekly blog. You can also find us at Facebook, Dot com slash marriages simply and you will definitely want to go to our Instagram stories and answer today's poll questions. You can find all of our accounts under the name Marriages Simply. And if you like today's podcast, don't forget to share it on your social media so that other friends and family can listen too.
1: And now on to today's topic, what binds us together. So wonderful wife of mine, why is this topic important?
0: So in anything that you do, if you figure out what binds something together and the best way to bind it together, hold it together, then it's less likely for it to fall apart and to come apart. You're not going to stick tile down in your kitchen using an Elmer's glue stick. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. You want it to stay. You want it to hold. And it's the same with our marriage. You don't want to bind it together with something that's weak. You want it to be bound together, wrapped tightly so that it will hold together, that it will stick together because you're in this for the long haul. You don't put tile down expecting to put a new tile down in six months to a year.
1: That's right. You want to use the appropriate adhesive so that it binds for the long haul. Yes. Through wear and tear. You don't want your tile breaking. You don't want it coming up. You don't want it to change. Therefore, you put the right thing down that keeps it there and you know it's going to stay. And
0: think about our tile. It it goes through a lot of wear and tear, especially in our house. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of feet hitting it, a lot of things hitting it. And our marriage is the same. Our marriages go through a lot of wear and tear. Unfortunately, we can't wrap them in bubble wrap. So we've got to know what binds us together and why.
1: There's two different perspectives of what binds us as a married couple. Now, you could just say, I'm married and make that declaration yourself, and people just have to trust that you are married. Don't you realize that as you walk through life and you tell people you're married, people are just accepting, you're telling me the truth, you are married. But what truly, genuinely makes you a married couple? There are two perspectives of what really binds you together. The first is the civil agreement, and the second is a covenantal agreement. Now, a civil agreement is a legally binding agreement in the eyes of the courts, it's when you sign your marriage certificate. If you don't have a marriage certificate, a marriage license signed by you, signed by whoever officiated your wedding, then it is not a legal marriage according to the courts and in the eyes of the law. You have to sign it and date it and say where you got married. There's a lot of benefits to the civil agreement. Uh, there's health care, there's taxes, social security, next of kin status, inheritance. Ooh, inheritance. Don't get excited. (laughs) I think we're spending our kids' inheritance right now. That's okay. That cruise to Alaska was great.
0: They're going to be rich and successful. They'll be fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll take care of us.
0: Oh, that's a good
1: idea. That's the dream. That's the dream. But the civil agreement is simply a binding contract.
0: So your marriage license, like you said.
1: Yes. And so if you come into a marriage thinking it's just a contract to sign. You could be in trouble in the relationship, even if you're not in trouble in the eyes of the law.
0: So let me ask you a question, though. If that piece of paper that you sign gets destroyed, is your marriage destroyed?
1: Well, as long as there's a record with the courts, you're married. If there is no record, you have to go back and prove that you were married legally, and then you'd have to fill out the paperwork again.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. So you said there were two. What's the other one?
1: The other one is a covenantal agreement. Emily and I rely on our faith to make our marriage strong and lasting. We really believe that the foundation of what works in our marriage is the fact that we have a common belief in Jesus. And so as the podcast continues, you may hear a little more about that value in our life, our faith. And so a covenantal agreement is those that believe that our marriage is rooted in the authority of God. And so we're married in the eyes of God. So technically, we have to have a civil agreement, and we also have a covenantal agreement. And this is legally binding in the eyes of God. But it's not based in taxes and health care and inheritance and going to court. But it is based in other things like compassion, true love, and wanting the best for each other in the sense that the Bible teaches us what that looks like.
0: So how do you enter into that covenantal agreement?
1: Well, first, you have to have that relationship with God. You have to know who Jesus is and who he is to you. And once you do that as a husband and a wife, and you agree this is what we believe, this is our faith, and we come together, we stand before God, and we pledged our love and our devotion in front of him, the one who we believe has the authority of marriage and over marriage, because he actually created marriage. That's what we believe. We believe that the first institution ever created by God was marriage. And we see that in the book of Genesis in the Bible, with Adam and Eve being married, being together, being put together by God, and that is marriage. So the Bible actually starts with marriage. But here's a little fact for you. The Bible also ends in marriage. Revelation chapter 22, the very last chapter of the Bible, talks about marriage. Talks about us being the bride and God's coming for us kind of idea that he loves us And he wants us. And so that's a wonderful love story. So for all those who are down on the Bible and down on the Christian faith, we believe it's a great love story. It's a love story for us. And it's a love story for us to share with each other in our marriage.
0: If your marriage began and you were not a Christian, you did not start with this covenantal agreement. Is it too late?
1: No, absolutely not. In fact, that's the wonderful thing about faith and about Christianity, as we believe, it's never too late to start loving and it's never too late to know God's love.
0: And it's never too late for your marriage.
1: It's never too late for your marriage because God gives us the ultimate love and the ultimate way to love. There's always hope. There's always hope. We believe people can change because we've seen it. If people want to change and they're willing to change, God gives us the ability to change. And that's that goes for our marriages as well. If we want our marriages to be better, they can be.
0: All right, my little biblical languages scholar, I know you've got something up your sleeve for this. And one of my favorite things that you do <laughs> is pull out a Greek or a Hebrew word to relate to things that we talk about. So what you, what have you got for me?
1: All right. Well, I do love languages, especially Hebrew and Greek and Latin and Aramaic and and how all that was tied together in writing the Bible, because that's it's uh, a big part of my life. Uh, the Hebrew word neshu'in, and that's the word for marriage. There's an action verb here, nasa, and that action means to lift up. And so, really, when we think about our marriage, it should be two people coming together to lift each other up. That's actually what it's designed for. Here, here's a little. Here's a little thought process here. When God made man, when he made everything in the world, he saw that it was good. But do you know what the Bible says about when he created woman? And he said, it's very good. Very good. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and so God intends for the marriage to be a partnership where you come together to lift each other up.
0: So when we were in college, we've said this before, but we met through the Baptist Student Union. And when we first started dating, one of the speakers there said something that has impacted our relationship and our marriage to this day. He talked about a triangle in your relationship where at the top of the triangle, there's God. And in the bottom corners of the triangle, there's a husband and there's a wife or me and a you. And as we grow closer together, we naturally go up toward the top of that triangle toward God. And that is a beautiful picture of our relationship when it is in the right spot with God. Because we want to grow closer together, but we also want to grow closer to God. When things are right between us and the Lord, things feel better between us as a couple as well.
1: Right. And as we pursue God, we're pursuing each other.
0: can tell a lot in our relationship when I haven't been spending as much time in the word, when we haven't been spending as much time in prayer, our relationship suffers. I can just tell everything feels out of whack. We're not in line with that triangle. And so I have to self-evaluate and figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get back in good with my relationship with the Lord? And what do I need to do to get back in good with my relationship with my husband? And then we talk about that. Hey, what's missing? What are we not doing? Because our goal is to Get as close to the top of that triangle as possible.
1: So the bottom line is this. What binds your marriage together? What is your understanding of you as a married couple and what keeps you in a married relationship? Is it just a piece of paper that you signed and said, I'm agreeing, I've got a contract with my spouse that we are going to be married. Therefore, they have access to my uh, bank account or my retirement or whatever it may be, and you can co-sign on loans. Is that really the basis of your marriage? Is it contractual? Or is it covenantal, where you stood before God, or you stand before God right now, and you acknowledge, yes, it's before God that I say that I love you, that I'm devoted and committed to you in this marriage relationship. And trust that he has the authority to keep you in that right relationship.
0: Because listen, let's just be very honest right here and get to the point of why we picked this as a topic. If your marriage is based on a piece of paper that has been signed and that's it, then another piece of paper can easily be signed to dissolve that marriage. It's like just using Elmer's glue to lay that tile.
1: And like Emily said, it's actually pretty easy to dissolve that marriage with just a signature.
0: But that's not how God designed marriage. That's not God's view of marriage. And that shouldn't be our view of marriage either. We want our marriages to be something that we fight for, that we long to stay in.
1: For better or for worse, and for richer or for poorer, right?
0: Yes. So that actually brings us to our next segment. For richer or for poorer. Ooh, girl, I got
1: our segment for richer or for poorer here's how we play we are going to mention a topic and we're going to ask it about emily we're going to ask it about myself and we're going to see do we make us richer or poorer
0: all right this sounds so fun hey And write these down real quick or hit pause on the podcast if you're listening to this with your spouse. And you guys play this game as well. All right, Lee, what is our first topic?
1: First topic. Emily, when it comes to eating out, do you make us richer or poorer?
0: I'm going to say richer on this one. Because when I look at a menu, I try to be very budget conscious. I don't want to spend a ton of money on food. What about you, Lee? Do you make us richer or poorer when we eat
1: out? I'm going to have to say poorer because I can look at a menu, say, hmm, what would I like to eat today? Pick the food out and it will be the most expensive thing on the menu. Without fail, I am going to spend money at a restaurant to get the best food.
0: Because you don't look at the prices. You just read the descriptions. Mm They get you.
1: And I love food.
0: All right. So, Lee, for richer or for poorer when it comes to buying clothes, including shoes?
1: Richer. I make our family richer because I can make shoes, clothes, last forever. I wear things for a very long time. I don't usually even buy my own clothes. You buy my clothes, usually.
0: But you have very expensive taste in things, am I right?
1: If I'm going to buy clothes, I'm going to buy the best, like the food and clothes. I'm just going to pay the money to get what I like.
0: And you... Coupons, you can forget that. You're not going to use those. So this one's hard for me because, I mean, obviously I do make our family poorer with clothing and shoes because I, I do like to shop. I'm a girl. It's I live in boy world. Let me have one thing. But I think I do okay on getting us nice things while still being frugal, right?
1: Yeah, you do a great job of finding the, the on sale items and the good deals. You You are a master at bargain shopping.
0: Okay, so we're gonna say about it balances out, right? I don't spend too I'll give much you money.
1: The, I'll <laughs> give you the balance. I'll give you the balance.
0: <laughs> All right, which one's next?
1: Vehicles. Picking a car, truck. What would you say?
0: So here's my thing. I'm gonna say richer because I just don't care that much about vehicles. I see an expensive vehicle and I'm like, oh, that could be lots of vacations or I just expensive vehicles don't matter to me.
1: And so I'm going to say I make us poorer because I buy you the nice vehicle.
0: Yes. (laughs) It may not matter to
1: you, but I buy you the nice vehicle. And I'm still driving uh, a used vehicle with a couple hundred thousand miles. But hopefully that changes.
0: Yeah, but you're driving that because you're still looking for the nicest, most expensive vehicle that we can possibly (laughs) afford. I
1: I am continually saving so I can upgrade. And every time I save enough money, I want to upgrade to something else. So I keep saving. I keep driving the old hoopty that I am.
0: All right. I feel personally attacked by this next one. Vacations.
1: Oh, for richer or for poor? Go ahead and answer.
0: Listen, I want to take a vacation every week. I want to go somewhere amazing. I throw the money at the vacations. I make us poorer for vacations.
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you living your
0: best life. But, Look at that.
1: Yes, but... But but we usually can navigate through the cost of our vacations, and you do a great job of finding the right place at the right time. So and the right
0: deal. I do try to find a ski deal. So we go great places.
1: We do. We do. In know, fact, yeah. I mean, between season one and season two of this podcast, we had two vacations, one in the Caribbean and one in Alaska. So... That was fantastic.
0: It was. And we, we don't have to think about the money we spent. Let's just think about the memories. We're making memories, right? Was that not one of our podcasts?
1: We're making memories. We're
0: making memories. And after this podcast,
1: I'll be going to do our budget.
0: <laughs> Very funny. All right. Okay. So, you know what? And since we're bringing up old things and old podcasts, what about paper towels, Lady? Do you make us richer or poorer for paper towels?
1: I think... That's a life necessity to have good paper towels. Quality paper towels is something important. I think it's important.
0: Except you don't buy them. You buy the cheap, terrible ones. (laughs) It took us forever to go through that bulk, big box store package that you just brought home one day. I said, get paper towels. You brought home 468 rolls of cheap stuff.
1: If you haven't listened to season one, back in episode three, Fighting Fair, we had this big ordeal about paper towels, and yes... I, I buy the cheaper paper towels because when you use a paper towel, you're just wiping stuff up, soaking stuff up. And I buy the cheapest paper towels.
0: And that makes me so upset. Just buy the good stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: it's better.
1: You would think I would buy the good stuff after all that we've talked about me buying the quality and the upgrades. And, and then I go to buy paper towels. The
0: one thing that matters to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the one thing she wants quality in is paper towels. So, okay,
0: we got to talk about something else. I'm getting really mad.
1: Well, how about you guys, richer or poorer? Which one of you is the spender? Which one of you is the saver? Which one of you likes to do the shopping? And which one of you is a little tight and want a penny pinch? Talk about that with each other. Send us a message if you want to and let us know how that plays out in your marriage.
0: And also, send us an email with whatever connected with you today. You can contact us at lee at marriageassembly.com or emily at com or one of our many social media pages that we mentioned before. We want to know.
1: And since you said we want to know, that means it's time for us to go. We'll be back in two weeks with a new podcast titled Marriage is Simply Building Boundaries.
0: Around your marriage and not around each other. Exactly. So until next time, don't forget to share this podcast on your social media if you enjoyed it. And remember, marriage is simply
1: something new every day. Now give me a kiss and let's put this podcast to bed.